It was the most virulent, deadly viral outbreak the world had ever seen. When the affliction began to finally relent, two-thirds of the planet's population, 4.2 billion people, were gone. For those left after, the new epidemic was one of moral degradation, survival by any and all means, a pandemic of the inhumane. But small patches of hope sprouted from the fallow ashes of what once was. And for some, our humanity remained the only thing worth fighting for. even entertain the idea of going and talking to him. Whenever I bring up Fox's name, Matt just gets this look on his face like I just peed in his cereal. Okay, gross, but yeah, it's so frustrating. Well, frankly, I can't imagine that Cohen's all that pleased that Fox is back. What are you talking about? His best friend, his brother, is back from the dead and you don't think he should be happy? I didn't say he shouldn't be happy. Given how broken up he was when we thought Fox was dead, I half expected him to start doing cartwheels when he saw Fox standing there. What I mean is, is that things have changed pretty dramatically around here and Cohen might be a little, I don't know, resentful? I'm not following. Okay, it's like this. Dude just spent the last six months not only having to come to terms with the death of his lifelong friend and brother-in-arms, but also having to step up and take the reins around this place, all the while being consumed by self-doubt. Now, we can all agree that he made more than his fair share of missteps, but he learned from his mistakes realized that he needed to stop trying to be Fox and lead in his own way. And then, just as he started to make his own path, here comes Fox, back from the dead, and unravels everything. It has to be a bit frustrating for Cohen, not to mention now he's got to be questioning his place now. Does everything go back the way it was? Is he second in command again? Does he even want to be? I hadn't thought about it from that angle. Well, that's why I'm here. I know that things might seem bad right now, but I know those boys better than anyone, and I know they'll work things out. We've just got to let them figure it out. They're brothers, and sometimes brothers fight. You know, they once went an entire month without talking to each other. Matt's never told me about that. Probably because he's ashamed of it. I know Jake was. It happened when they were sophomores. I don't know how it started, but they were arguing over something stupid, I'm sure. But eventually they worked it out. No, I'm with Nicole here. Those two have been through way too much to just throw everything away. We just have to be patient. Speaking of patient, how's Jamie? <sighs> Not good. She won't tell me what happened, but whatever it was, it must have been really bad. I don't know if things will work out between them now, and I was really praying for them. I don't think it's over just yet. I just can't see Jamie giving up on him after spending so much time waiting for him. And Jake, if he told her he loved her, then it's only a matter of time before he's making things right. Like Wheeler said yesterday, we don't know what happened to him out there. Jake won't want to start things with her until he's sure he's let go of whatever it is he's thinking is dragging him down. My guess is he'll avoid her while he's working things out. Then, we'll see some pretty epic wooing. You two are just hopelessly optimistic today, aren't you? <laughs> it's a part of our charm. We're kind of adorable that way. <laughs> if you say so. All kidding aside here, I know Jake. I know that he's probably really angry with himself for whatever he said to her. 
and he's probably already planning on how to make things up to her. So since you know him so well, can you tell me why he didn't just tell everyone to back off long enough to have a moment with Jamie? I mean, I know that things were pretty tense when he got back, what with all of us pointing rifles at him and all, but after all he did to get her to know how he felt, you think he'd do or say something to let her know that he still cared, right? Like I told Wheeler and Jamie, I think it's because of whatever happened to him while he was out there. Something that affected him deeply. And he just needs time to process it all. I mean, for all we know, there could be someone worse than the crowns out there. I hope not. It could be just like Casey said, and he was... No, no, we are never, ever talking about that again. About what? Kate, there you are. Fox has called for a council meeting. He wants Wheeler there as well. Ooh, look at me. Moving up in the world. It's not as glamorous as it seems, you know. Well, you gotta rain on my parade. You guys better get going. You don't want to keep him waiting. Fox. Listen, I know you probably don't want to think about it because, you know, but I gotta know. Is it true? I mean, uh, you, you don't have to share details if you don't want, but you, you can just give me a nod. Wheeler, I don't have time to talk about this. Can you just sit down? Okay, I gotcha. We'll talk later. It's really early, Fox. This had better be good. What are you talking about? It's almost 10. For some of us, Emily, that's early. But... Don't even try, Emily. If you're done with the remarks, we can get started. Doc, you're up. Right. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Greg Hansen. I was with the U.S. Viral Recovery Survey Unit for the Pacific Northwest. The U.S. Viral what now? The Viral Recovery Survey Unit. It was a joint task force between the U.S. military and the CDC to collect information on the viability to rebuild, resupply, and reopen certain metropolitan areas around the country. Wait, are you saying that finally, after all this time, Uncle Sam is going to help? And Portland made the top of the list? That's awesome. Actually, no. What a shock. So where were you going then? Uh, Seattle. Of course. Doc, let's hurry this up. My apologies. Seattle was a major shipping port that would have allowed us to bring in several container ships at a time, as well as a strong rail system. The plan was to secure the ports and begin resupplying the city with basic needs. This was going to happen all across the country. Once Seattle and cities like it were more stable, then we were going to begin phase two, which would have spread supplies out and get other cities up and running. The original plan was for us to take trains into selected cities and begin setting up supply depots. However, my train didn't make it to Seattle as we had planned. We were stopped outside of Ellensburg. You're thinking about trying to open supply lines here in Portland? The thought had occurred to me. Well, that's a stupid idea. No kidding! How would we even do that? I mean, it's like Warner's idea to try and reopen Bonneville. I agree. There's no way we could secure enough rail lines to make sure trains made it into town. Not to mention someone would notice and try and take control of it for themselves. We don't have the manpower, much less people trained to fight and hold that much real estate. I agree. It can't be done. Finally, you two agree on something. Not now, sweetheart. Securing the rail lines is out of the question, not only because we just can't do it, but we'd have to be in constant communication with 
whatever's left of the government or whoever's sending the supplies. And that's all the way across the country. There's no guarantee that stuff will make it to us in the end. We were attacked more than a few times on our journey, and the U.S. military isn't strong enough to support rebuilding a supply line this far across the country. And like Emily said, if other survivors starting getting wind of a train making its way to us monthly, they'd figure out how to stop it. And it wouldn't take that much to do it. A few pennies on the rail would take out the train. I'm pretty sure that's a myth, buddy. No matter how you slice it, we're on our own out here. But the good news is we haven't been forgotten. And there's more. When I left here, I headed north. I figured eventually I'd either drop dead or run into something that would finish what my illness had started. It took a while, but I ended up in Ellensburg, and that's where the doc found me. Wait, you made it all the way to Ellensburg? Ooh, I feel like you're about to tell us something really freaking awesome. The train I arrived in is completely intact. It's not running, but everything is still in it. Food, water, medicine, and a contingent of soldiers guarding it are all waiting for you to come pick it up. Yes! You're kidding! Everything? How is that possible? Why isn't it running? Did you guys run out of gas? Yes, actually. The fuel depots outside of Spokane were dry when we got there, and we went dry just south of Ellensburg. Next closest depot was too far. The city itself turned out to be completely empty. We spent a month exploring it and found no sign of life, up until we stumbled on Mr. Fox here. We set up an outpost, tried to call for help, but we never got an answer. But there's really food and supplies just waiting for us to come pick up? Yes. Maybe a year's worth if it's rationed well. Plus medicine, equipment to purify water, weapons, ammunition, radio equipment. This is too good to be true. Because it is... The men and women guarding it are well-trained and extremely well-armed. But I don't want to leave them there longer than necessary. And from what I hear, they'd be pretty helpful against the crowns. And how long do you imagine this is going to take? Roughly four hours to drive up there. Maybe two days to get as much as we can loaded onto the trucks. And Four hours? That's a pretty optimistic estimate. And that's assuming there's anything still there. It's there. Trust me. So you say. How long did it take you to get back here? Roughly two weeks. We walked during the day and hunkered down at night. And you really think it's all still there? There's no reason not to. As I said, Ellenberg's a ghost town. And all the time I was up there... That doesn't mean there wasn't anyone there. Come on, Fox. You know as well as I do that things can change faster than you can blink. You could have been being watched by people, waiting for that perfect opportunity to take the train. For crying out loud, there are roving war parties all over Portland. Doesn't it stand a reason that one could come along after you left? For all you know... You think I'm an idiot? We had constant patrols, and I made sure they were random. Not to mention that the college shut down when the plague ramped up. Ellensburg is so remote that it's not worth bothering with. In five months, we didn't see, hear, or even smell anyone. And even if someone did come... The guys protecting the train are elite. They're better trained than we were. Just one of the cars has enough food to feed this place for weeks. And the medical supplies. This is worth the risk. Ooh, when are we leaving? This afternoon. It'll give me time to assemble a team. Ooh, 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 pick me, pick me, pick me. I would love a vacation, even if it's a working one. You're in. Alan, you too. Cohen, I need you as well, just in case we run into trouble. Yeah, I... 
figured as much. Their problem, sir, no, sir. Matt. We move out at 1300. That's three? One o'clock. Oh, one o'clock. I, I, I was just making sure you were paying attention. Kate, you'll be in charge until we get back. We're going to be taking all of our trucks, so everyone needs to stay inside while we're away just to be safe. Any questions? Good. Thanks for coming. I'm feeling really good at this point, you know. I mean, really good. I can barely stand up on my own. But I can't back down from a challenge, right? So, I take the darts, I step up to the line, Everyone's making noise, you know, try to break my concentration. As if they needed to. Right? <laughs> so there I am trying to remain upright and get all three dartboards to merge back into one. I finally just said to hell with it and threw the first. Doesn't even get close. Everyone's laughing, of course. And then I throw the second and everything goes dead white. And then comes this high-pitched, girlish whine that turns into a full-on scream of horror. <laughs> it's Craig. He's on his knees holding his crotch. I had somehow managed to hit him right in the baby maker with the second dart. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> For some reason, no one wanted to play darts with me after that. <laughs> was he was he standing next to the board or something? Nope, not even close, but I'm pretty sure it counts as a bullseye, <laughs> so to speak. I, I think we'll stick with poker. Oh, that's gonna haunt my nightmares. <laughs> so, uh, I know I might be overstepping, but as your friend, I gotta tell you that the tension around here is really starting to get to me. Uh, you wanna know what's up with me and Fox? I know we're all still trying to process his sudden return, and I figured you'd be doing cartwheels or something, but you two seem to want to... Wheeler. Look, I know you're trying to, and I appreciate it, but I, I really... Don't want to talk about it? Yeah, I figured. But I spent the last six months watching your back. Not really ready to stop doing that. I'm your friend, and I want to help. I know, and... Thanks. Look, if I'm being completely honest, I'm not really sure what's happening. When I saw him standing there, I swear I thought I was dreaming. But now it all feels like some sick nightmare. And I honestly can't figure out. It should be over the moon that he's back, but... I think I've got a pretty good theory as to why you're feeling like you are. Oh, you've got a theory, huh? Well, don't keep me in suspense over here. You didn't want him to come back. Why wouldn't I win? Because of everything you went through after he was gone. Because you had done so much and you were just starting to come into your own as a leader for us. Brother, you went through hell in the last six months. And just when it all started to come together and you were finding your way, BAM! Here comes Fox, and he starts taking over everything. <laughs> I'd be a little pissed if it were me. What? When did you become a therapist? It's just a theory, and honestly, no one could fault you for being a bit resentful for him showing up and taking the reins back from you like nothing had changed. 
Okay. I'm not saying you're right, but it's possible. And maybe if things had gone differently in the council, Fox wouldn't have felt the need to take over. Warner, the son of a bitch, just couldn't keep his mouth shut. And once he got Kate riled up, it got everyone on the defensive. And Fox, I think he'd had enough. I really don't think he wanted to be thrown back into the fire, at least not like that. Maybe if I'd controlled the conversation from the start, he wouldn't have felt the need to take control. But I swear, the moment he started barking out orders, I just... Oh, I just felt so angry. Who the hell did he think he was, you know? Oh, yeah. I think I do. But it isn't just me. I know he's got to be hacked off at me, too. See, he and I... There's things that he and I need to talk about. They're really exacerbating everything. This giant black cloud over everything. No offense to you, Dr. Wheeler, but they need to stay between him and I. We have to work this out on our own. Well, then I won't push the matter. Thanks, bro. I'm gonna have to charge you for the full hour, though. <laughs> That'll just add it to my bill. <laughs> so you really think it's gonna be as easy as Fox says? We just go up and get a train full of stuff and get back? Nope. Deep down, I don't think he believes it either. He seemed pretty convinced that it'd be easy. And it sounds like there's going to be quite a lot of stuff for us to bring back. I mean, we brought all of our trucks up for this trip. Yeah, and he brought all of our best shooters. And we're armed to the teeth. Even if we make it up there without incident, we've still got to get everything loaded and then make it back. And you and I both know that even if we make it up there without incident, it doesn't mean we won't make it home with Remember that very long walk we had to make from Oregon City? Oh, don't remind me. It almost feels like he's trying to make up for being gone. In a way, I really hope this goes his way. But I just... I have a feeling it won't. What do you think of the new doctor? I haven't really talked to him. Though Nicole did mention you think he's evil. Not evil. Just... It's not good. Well, I'm happy you cleared that up. Shut up. (laughs) Sorry. This morning was the first time I've had any interaction with him. I'm a little concerned that Fox brought him along, but it also makes sense. The guy's likely got more knowledge of the contents of this supposed train than anyone else. You know, it'd be a great way to take over everything. He convinces Fox to bring all of us out here on some big ambush while those new folks secure homestead for themselves. Pretty devious, right? Well, thanks for that. Now that's all I'm going to be thinking about the rest of the trip. Seriously, you couldn't have brought this up before we left. We could have warned people to stay sharp. Sorry, sorry, but I I just thought of it now. But I'm sure everything's going to be fine, though, so don't worry. I was just... Oh! Hey, this will take your mind off of it. You know how we've all been wondering where Fox been? Well, Casey came up with the answer. Sex call! 
She thinks he was locked up in some dingy dungeon and forced to do most horrendous things. Like she thinks he might have had to wear a- Okay, enough. I, you just, I need you to stop talking. I think you're right. I'm starting to gross myself out again. Seriously? I don't think I want to hear you talk again until we get to wherever we're going. Try to sleep or something. I don't think we're going to get much rest the rest of the trip. It'll give me a chance to try to bleach those truly horrible images from my mind. Would you look at that? I can't remember when I saw something so pretty. That is a lot of train, Fox. You sure we can get all of that? I mean, we only have so many trucks here. We're only going to be taking what's vital. Food and medicine are the priority here. All the water purification stuff is essential as well. After that, we'll just see what else fits. We should be able to carry quite a bit of it back with us, though. So, where are these guards you left? Figure they would have tried to stop us before we got this close. Maybe they're further down the train, you know, waiting to ambush us. I don't think so. Casey, you and Alan head that way. If you're confronted, say you've brought dinner. The response should be, we've set the table. You don't get that response, shoot. Got it. Come on, Alan. Right behind you. That's really lame. It's a security thing. It's supposed to be lame. Todd, you and Glenn head up that way. Same passphrase. Go to the end of the train and get back here fast. I don't want to linger. Cohen, you and Wheeler check out the passenger cars. Everyone else, hang here for a few minutes until we know if things are secure. Doc, you're with me. Let's move, folks. Come on, Wheeler. Let's get this over with. I still say the passphrase is stupid. Let it go, buddy. our agreement. I don't like this at all. I mean, you are very specific with your orders. I don't understand why they aren't here. Well, passenger cars are empty. There's no one here. Who could have guessed that? Not the time, Cohen. Fox! Dude! What is it? I, uh, I, I think you'd better come look. I, I think we found your soldiers. Most of them, anyway. Where? Uh, uh, down this way. I, I think you need to just see for yourself. This is not gonna be good. Are they sick or something? Maybe I should gather some... You're a doctor, right? If they need help, then we're gonna need you. Open it up, Glenn! Oh, dear God. Were were those... 
Were those the guys that were supposed to be guarding the stuff? What's left of them? Hey, Fox! We just found a pile of what I'm sure is... No, dear God. Um, where's their skin? Alan, that's what the pile was. Oh. I'm gonna be sick. Ellensburg's a ghost town! Everything's gonna be fine! It is. I mean, it was when we left. Then who the hell did this? That's enough! If only someone had the foresight to think that something like this might ha- Oh, wait. I did. I told you back at Homestead that something like this could happen, and now we're all out here, and we have no idea if whoever did this is still here. What were you thinking? Brother, I don't think this is the time. No, actually, this is the perfect time. Wheeler's right. This isn't the time. We need to check all the cars and see if there's anything we can use. When we get back, you and I can- It's a waste of time and you know it. Face it, buddy. You messed up. We wasted time and fuel for nothing. And while we're up here admiring someone's sick handiwork, Homestead is completely defenseless. Enough, Cohen! I know, I've had my share of screw-ups, but nothing quite on this level. What was the point here, brother? What is it you're trying to prove here? You knew this was pointless. Did he? I'm sorry, Cohen, but if there was even the slimmest chance that this thing was full, wouldn't you have taken it? No! Not if it meant leaving Homestead vulnerable. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Look at who's here! Every single one of you was chosen because Fox was expecting a fight. And by bringing you, he left our home vulnerable. No offense, Doc, but we don't know you or your people. And trust isn't something that we should just be giving away. Not to mention, we sort of already have the three crowns to worry about. That's enough, Cohen. Oh, I'm just getting started here. You think you know what's going on, but you don't. You haven't talked to me about what's happened since you've been gone. You haven't talked to Wheeler or Kate. You just came in and assumed control over everything. And then dismissed half our population without even asking anyone's opinion. Why? Because you're Jacob Fox. And Jacob Fox knows exactly what to do in every situation. Well, we're in a pretty bad situation now. And if we stay too much longer, we're going to end up just like those sad sacks. And all the people you're supposed to care about back in Portland will be killed or worse. And all because you just couldn't be bothered to listen to any. I said that's enough, Matt. If you can't shut your mouth and follow orders, then you can be relieved. <laughs> what? Are you freaking joking? Buddy, I don't know if you're aware of this or not. But you can't pull rank out here. There's no rank anymore, remember? Buddy, why don't we take a walk? Specialist Cohen, you're relieved of duty. Weren't you listening to me? Let's go, big guy. Come on. Who the hell do you think you You've are? You've got two seconds to get out of my sight before I remove oh, you. Oh, you think you can? I am right here, buddy. Cohen, this isn't helping. Hey, let's go cool off. If anything happens to them, it's on your head, Jake. Can you live with that? Can you live with yourself if something happens to her? I'm talking to you! Cohen, let's take a walk! Come on, boss. Let's just walk away. It's not worth it right now. Okay, everyone, listen up. This is what we're gonna do.
my god, I've been so worried. You guys were supposed to be back four days ago. What happened? Box happened. What? What do you mean? Did you get the stuff from the train? Nope. Train had been cleared out by the time we got there, and that's what took us so long coming back. Fox had us stopping at every little town he could find to clean out supermarkets and hospitals. He couldn't come back empty-handed. Not after everything he promised. Isn't that right, buddy? Just had to be the hero, no matter what might cost, right? Whoa! Matt! Matt, are you okay? What did you do that for? What is wrong with you? Cohen, let it go. It's okay, Wheeler. It's okay. Where do you think you're going? Fox, get back here and- Nah, let him go. Okay, I think you'd better tell me what's going on with you two. I don't think it matters at this point. Cohen lost his temper and let his mouth get away from him. So Fox relieved him of duty. Wait, can he do that? No. But like I said, it doesn't matter. What matters is that we're all back. Homestead's still standing- And you're okay. Of course I am. Why wouldn't I be? Wheeler needs to learn to not talk so much. I think we can all agree on that. Hey! Come on, let's get all this stuff unloaded and we can fill you in on all our adventures. (sighs) I can't wait. Homestead, Episode 2, Fallout. Written, directed, and produced by James Robinson. Music by me, you. Starring James Robinson as Fox, Travis Box as Cohen, Danny Hedham as Wheeler, Nick Gurney as Doc Hansen, Summer Shore as Kate, Samantha Stark as Nicole, Justin Mansfield as Alan, CJ Sumner as Casey, and Bree Robinson as Emily. Homestead is a Not Another Podcast production.